Hello and welcome to another episode of Cruise and More. And like we always do, we've got loads of superstars here to talk about a whole lot of stuff. Um, I'll introduce myself first. My name is Sasa P and I'm from Soft Sports TV, Black Business Socials. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing great. All right. And also got the man with the best odds, the best betting odds, Handy. You're right. Yeah, I'm good, my brother. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. And uh, we won't forget the host, the person who brought us all together, the king of crews and the king of plenty more. He hasn't really told us what the more is, but maybe one day we'll find out. Eval. Yeah, man, it's good to be here. And um, it's always a pleasure when we, we gather like this to, to talk stuff. So let's go. Let's go, let's go. So yeah, quickly we'll talk about uh I think the most trendy stuff. And um for today, um I think <laughs> the most trendy thing right now is what happened in the World Cup game, the World Cup semi-final. And we have we have our first um, um team in the final. And then we'll talk um a little bit about some entertainment and um just um any other thing that makes um the news around. But let's just start quickly now. Argentina, they just destroyed. Yeah, I mean, I'm allowed to use that word. Destroyed yeah. Croatia. Mm-hmm. Because, Actually, uh, it, it feels more like payback from 2018 World Cup, you know. When uh, Croatia destroyed Argentina with 3 new. So Argentina came this time with a better plan, a better coach, and a more motivated Lionel Messi who took the bull by its horn and ended any chance of Luka Modric cementing himself as one of the greatest of all time who also won the World Cup. Yeah, I think I think with Messi now, you wouldn't use the expression taking the bull by the horn. You can say he took the goats by the horn. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the goats by the horn. <laughs> okay, so before then, before um this um, semi-final, uh, a lot of people um, started analyzing, um, you know, Argentina before the tournament, after the first game, and other matches they have played down to the semi-final, and they compared it to Croatia. So there were some people who had the opinion that um, Argentina are not really good, and um, Croatia too organized and too stubborn for them to to beat. Then there were some who were saying, well. Argentina, they, they have Messi and everything is possible with Messi. So, yeah, I raised my hands up and, um, yeah, of course, I've effed up and I'll admit, I was one of, part of those who even said Argentina won't even make it past the group stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had I had my reasons. I had my reasons and I stated that some, some of the players who played in that Copa America that they won, um, some of them are not in the team right now and most of them have lost form. And um, I didn't know um, Lionel um, Scaloni, what's his name, the, the, the Argentina coach, yeah. had a different plan. And I'm actually surprised by what I'm seeing right now. Then on the flip side, there were some people who actually praised Croatia, especially after their heroics against Japan and Brazil. Brazil. Because against Japan, they were not the best team, yet they won. Against Brazil, they were not the best team and yet they won. So people thought it will continue and go straight down to the final. Maybe they'll face France or Morocco, but it didn't happen that way. So now, quickly, 
I'll ask and anybody can answer. Argentina won 3-0 confidently. Are you surprised by how well they have progressed, judging by how they lost their first game and everything? Um, I would say I am surprised, but I think I'll praise the group and uh, their, their coach for doing a good job. I think the, the game against Saudi Arabia actually worked in their favor to some extent, you know, not yeah. like you know, like a wake up man. call. Yeah, exactly. So it was a wake up call for them. And you know, well, like you said, most of the players who played in Copa America, some of them are not here, and the other ones didn't come to this tournament with a good form. And it's clear for anyone to see. So it was always going to be the manager stepping up and trying to change things. And he did respond. That's where this turnaround came from. If he had decided that this is the team that won, I'll, I'll get uh, I'll, I'll get stuck with this team, I'm not going to change anything and all that. I think by now we'd have been talking about Argentina um, back home, you know, watching the game from the TV. But he actually changed the team. The likes of uh, Paredes was very outstanding uh, yeah. in Copa America, but he's been off form, struggling with Juventus and all that. He was replaced. I think the next game was Guido Rodriguez that started. And then the likes of uh, Alista has come on, you know, Alvarez. So those guys have stepped up. So a lot of things have changed. And uh, I think the greatest thing about this Argentina is not necessarily their talent. Because if they are being honest, they are not necessarily as talented as some other uh, teams. But the togetherness, the desire for them to just go this far is what has kept them together. So I'm not that surprised, but um, I just have to give them credit for, for turning things around. Yeah. Okay. Similarly, to I'm going to so, um, to add to that that I am not surprised uh, a bit at what has been happening um, in the Argentina's um, it, um, the dressing room because their team spirit it has been lit since the second match of the tournament. After they won um, the, the second match, that's after they lost to Saudi Arabia, as they won their next match, they started singing. And there was a video that dropped that they started singing that we want to win the World Cup, that we are going for it. And you you understand that the difference in this Argentina's team compared to the previous Argentina squad is that this team is ready to die and play for Messi. Exactly. But the other teams, they depended on Messi. This one to die for them. They, yes, in as much as they still depend on Messi, but they are ready to die with him, to play for him, to do things for him. That's why you see players like Alvarez, a 21-year-old or a 20-year-old, has already scored three or four World Cup goals at this moment. And he has, and okay, McAllister from Brighton. Mm. Imagine McAllister from Brighton, but yet he was picked to fill Lo Celso's void and he did exceptionally well. Enzo has been integrated into the team. He's more like a Tony Cruz. He has control. Then wow. the coach too knows when to change his tactics, you know, like against um, the Dutch team where he had to use three centre-backs so that he could nullify the wing-backs and Gakpo and Dipe's um, attack, the press. You know, the coach too has really been fantastic. So I think the team spirit, then uh, and a, a more aggressive Messi, or should I say, yeah, a more staunch Messi that he's aggressive he's he's showing this more there's this um ruthlessness of leadership yes root yeah he has been ruthless you know that's the word to even use he has really been ruthless 
and he has been fierce, you know, because any player they talk about or anybody that has spoken about or anybody that talks bad about him, he makes sure he does something on the pitch to show why he's still the best. Do you understand? So I think Argentina, they deserve where they are at this moment. In as much as I am not going to write out that they've had a favorable draw up to this point, but I'm not taking anything out from their performance and how good they've been in the tournament. Okay. I mean, you, you have to beat you have to beat what's in front of you, right? Yeah. 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 So honestly, quickly now. I don't think their performance has been all about Messi. We, we put it as if um, they are actually playing for Messi. Like Messi is the center of their progress so far. But every every single player has given their best in the team. I mean, we know that Argentina almost won the World Cup in 2014 and they've had that desire to win it, to, to try to claim that trophy since that time on every opportunity that they get at the World Cup events. And this one, the desire has been there, like you said. I, I, I think every player has given their best. This, this squad is a very is a very good squad. A lot of options to choose from and the coach has really done well. I can see a difference between this particular team and the Portuguese national team. Portuguese team too, they have a lot of players, but I don't know, like the, the, um, the coach had a problem making choices and that affected their progress. But this Argentina team, the coach has really done well by making a good selection and then choosing a better, a very good formation for every single game to, um, to tackle the the tactics of the opposition and fantastic. They have young talent and veterans there to boost the team to where they are at this moment. And I think it's a great one. Okay. Um, there's something I've observed. Very, very, very briefly. Let me just add something. Um, okay. While we're talking about them playing for Messi, so it, it's, not, it's not necessarily because they want Messi to win it, but Thank for you. some of them, they are seeing it as an opportunity for Trinity. themselves. Yes, so because you know how him, difficult it makes it to win the World Cup. So now that we have Messi, we have an edge. Whatever it takes, we have this edge. Take this Let's start from him, yeah, add why? to what we have, and see if we can win. Because if if he retires today, our chances of winning it drops. Immediately, you drop drastically. Yeah, true. Okay, so there's something I want to say now. I think, um, I mean, kudos to the coach and the uh, management staff, but I think over the years, as they say, with age comes wisdom. Uh-huh. I think Messi is a better leader now compared to four years ago. I agree. Yeah. So much, because much more. This is, is the same is, Messi that did not have a single goal in 2010 and 2011 yeah. Copa America and World Cup. Yeah. And he had 41 yeah. shots. He almost yeah. retired after that, or he did retire and came out of it. But you can see that he has been mature. He has yes. really grown into that leadership yes. position. Yes. And if you watch some of the back, um, you know, behind the scenes videos, um, I'll use this particular person as an example. Um, um, Emmy Martinez. People forget yeah. that Emmy Martinez only played for Argentina for the first time last last year. Yes, actually, yeah. and he has been very instrumental. So the second what, most important player after Messi. What has it that Messi actually loves him a lot? So you see Messi and you see the Argentina squad. There's something he does. He knows how to relate with the players yeah. and I 
I remember one of the videos before the Copa America final. He was talking about how um, Martinez didn't go to see his daughter and everything. Then he was talking about them believing in destiny. He was talking about them calming down. You could tell by his gestures and the way he was speaking about them personally. I believe during club um, seasons, like away from international season, he calls most of these guys on the phone. He has a very... Do you know what it means? You've seen the way DePaul is always going after, like, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, you can have him as your idol, but you don't necessarily need to do that. It shows that there's there's something he might have done, you know, to let them... Because, see, the way... These guys are willing to die. They don't care. Honestly, that is the they difference are, between. Yeah, they are actually like they are like peak peak Atletico Madrid for a national team. Those guys, they yeah. are playing with their lives for him. They want it. They desire it. But they know that honestly, this guy has done so much for not just football, not just Argentina, but he has done so much that he himself deserves it. So they are already to give their all and their best. Like if you see if you're on Twitter now, you see a picture trending of Alvarez and um, nine years ago who was asking yeah. Messi for a selfie. So yeah. you can imagine someone asking for a play a player he adores selfie. Then now you have the opportunity to help okay. him win his very first World Cup. You do anything for him. Okay, well you yeah, go with your shin if you have to. <laughs> you you have to be this great for us to spend this um you know long time talking about you. But of for time's sake, we won't spend um, a whole lot of time talking about Messi, but um it's almost inevitable because um let's not forget the record. Um I didn't believe Messi will in twenty eighteen I didn't believe he will even make it to this World Cup. Talk more of being in the race winning winning the MVP or even the highest goal scorer and the highest assist he's definitely going to win the golden boot because he has three assists or four four it depends on it depends on on Mbappe it does not depend on anything I I think players have finished third in the tournament and still won the golden ball Mbappe Um, has two assists Griezmann is the highest Griezmann has the highest chances created for Mbappe, Mbappe is still yet. Mbappe is still yet to play. We don't know what's going to pop up tomorrow. And of course, all right, all right. Okay, now um, I'll leave the other questions for Messi because we'll do other podcasts probably before the final, and then we'll ask those questions. Now for Croatia, I mean, what do we have to say about the Croatia coach? Now, some people have called him lucky, but I don't call that luck. Nah, it's not luck. I don't. I don't call that luck. And I, I, I see. I, I see his team. If you look at the kind of players they have, they don't really have flexible players like players who who can actually, you know, um, move with the ball. You know, top playmakers. They don't really have that much talent in their team. But he still manages to grind out results. So, for this coach. Is he really getting enough credit? Because some people don't even know his name. That's honest. Yeah, they just, they just see Croatia and true. they talk about Modric. Yeah, exactly. That's so, true. I agree with you. Before the tournament, I didn't I didn't see Croatia making it from the group, to be very honest. I when I looked at the group, 
I always felt like it's going to be Morocco and Belgium. I never gave Croatia a chance. I was like a, a, a team that still depends on um, a 38 year old. So any day this player is off, it means the team is completely off. So I didn't really give them a chance. I didn't even coach itself. Dalish, I didn't really. I wasn't. I wasn't too sure because I felt like okay, he had a good run. And uh, they made it to the final of last World Cup. Where is his motivation going to come from? You know, going into this tournament, they might not just fancy their chances. So I didn't give them a chance. But they kept on working hard. They kept progressing. And look at where they are. Unfortunately, they couldn't make it to the final. But they deserve every credit that they are getting right now. And the coach himself deserves lots of credit for how he has managed that team, how he has replaced some of the players. Some of the players that were very integral in their pursuit uh, for the last World Cup, likes of Vida, has been replaced with a Gablock. So he has done a really, really fantastic job there. So I think he deserves huge credit for for what that man has done. Okay, all right. Now, now let's let's talk about Modric himself. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that guy is human. Actually, I was actually yeah. saying to myself, this guy has actually spent like ten years in Real Madrid now. Andy, am I right? Of course, you're correct. It feels like it feels like yesterday where it was being called the flop of the season by Marker. Yeah, and they, they tried to um you know kick him out, but then <laughs> the guy the guy is still standing. Mourinho People were saying this this okay. might be his last game for Croatia, but I don't think so. I think he still has a lot more to offer. No, no, no. I don't think this is last. I think this is last World Cup. World Cup. His last game for Croatia. Modric, okay. Modric is not retiring anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Modric might still be of with course. them to Euros um, 2024. Watch mm-hmm. out for that. There's a high possibility because he's not retiring from Real Madrid. So, so what? You, now, you're, you're a Real Madrid fan. You see this guy week yes. in, week out. What's yes. the secret? Like, What's his motivation at this age? I, he has won everything. Like... I think Why? it has to come from where he comes from, you know. Going back in time, you see that Modric grew up in a place where they were literally fighting, where it was in a war zone. His granddad was literally shot. So, um, having, lived, um, having stayed in a refugee camp, he probably used that as a motivator, you know, to, to, to and he fell in love with the game. And he has been taking good care of himself. And he's someone that... He keeps on getting better. He wants to express himself more. He wants to do more. He wants to train the young lads. If you could see um, the, substitute, the substitute that came on for Modritas, Maya. Maya. The guy that looked like Modric, yeah. He came on and started giving um, outside of the boot passes, like Luka yeah. Modric. You know, these are things that even look, uh, if, you, if, you, if you see Vinicius, the assist he gave to Richarlison for the bicycle kick. It was the same thing. He used the outside of his boots to pass the ball. All of these players have been influenced by this same person. So that's longevity that he has shown in the game. It shows that he, he he just loves the game and he wants to continue to play. Because Modric, do you know the amazing part? The amazing part is for the past five years in Real Madrid, they have been giving Modric just one year contract. So it shows that it has been. They have been hoping. They have been thinking he, the guy will soon fall. Of course. So he has been renewing for one year. In five years, 
So it tells you how much he has done in each and every one of those seasons for them to have been convinced that, hey, a 33-year-old guy, let's give him another year. Whoa, this 34-year-old guy, he has done enough. Oh, 35, he's still that group. 36, he's still world class. 37, standing deviation from every single match in this World Cup that he hasn't substituted at. So it shows you how much he's appreciated in the world of football. And if you look at the movement um, Messi made before the Netherlands um, assist, if you see that is a similar way Modric plays, he plays with his body a lot. He knows how to use his body to disguise and the motion and the, the vision he has on the game. He's just lovely. He's someone that we are really going to miss when okay. he throws his boots. Well, um, um, at least um, he got um, the biggest recognition he could ever get as, an, as, as a player. A back to back final. I'm being crowded. The, 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 the world best. So, oh, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll never, we'll never forget that. And the Ballon d'Or. Yes. That's true. So, so now, um, I think we've talked a lot about Messi, Modric. Um, but there's this <laughs> there's this guy who has the spirit of Tevez in him, <laughs> and I feel I feel so sorry for Paul on Black Business Social because maybe your next Manchester derby they will unleash him properly on you. <laughs> Julian Alvarez, this kid. I remember we talked about him the other time before um, yes. when you signed him. He scored six goals for his club in Argentina. For River Plate, yeah. Uh, and we're like, man, this kid is... Then all of a sudden, Haaland just puts the guy under the radar. But not so under the radar because statistically, he's got a good stats. Like, each time he plays, at least he gets a goal. In like maybe once every two games. Yeah. Which is not bad because he doesn't really get much minute. But seeing what he did and what he's doing at the World Cup currently. When they started, they started with um, um, Lataro Martinez. But this kid has actually usurped Martinez right now, and yeah. he is he's like a two-in-one. He's everywhere. He never stops running. Finally, have they found the best center forward for themselves now? I think so. I honestly think so because his stats, his stats too, are really amazing. He has eleven matches for. Um, for um, for what's it called Argentina he has 6 yeah. matches in the World Cup and 4 goals for Argentina for 4 friendly matches he still has 2 goals and World Cup qualifiers 6 matches he had a goal which he was really coming he was not a starter at that point in time so if you look at him he's just 22 and before Manchester City signed him, he went on to win um, Copa Libertadores with River Plate while scoring uh, almost 18 goals in that season in like 21 matches. So, if not for Haaland, Alvarez would have been the focal point for Man City. But yet, when you still see Alvarez starting, anytime he starts for Man City, he's always devastating. He's always a threat, even when he has played from the wing or started as a, uh, as a center forward. So, but like you could see in the World Cup, um, Alvarez is that player that can help, that helps Messi to, um, Messi can pull defenders off him and he makes, he creates space for himself. Like the assist that Messi gave through the, uh, yeah. the third goal. You could see the timing of his run too. His runs too, the timing of his runs and 
exactly his positioning and how he um, he's so important when it comes to the counter attack that Argentina yeah. plays. So he's sure. perfect center forward for Argentina at the moment. I'm sure. I'm sure, um, Eva, you agree with me now that I mean, City have Haaland and. They don't need anybody else. They can just loan him to Arsenal in general, right? They are already complaining. If the fact they are not selling any player towards the game, and you are asking to add this, because I actually wish they can do that, but you and I know it's not possible. Hey, can't okay. to destroy you. Unless Paul, 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 you think that he can join Manchester Mas- United? That's the last thing that City will ever do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Let, let's keep our attention now on tomorrow's game. Uh, or the or the, the second semi final, which might be later today. Yeah. today. Morocco versus France. <laughs> See, I'm actually a hater right now. Can Why? you imagine Mbappe having two World Cups before 26 years? Actually, I would like that because Pele is the only one that sits on that table and I would like for another player to do it so that he does not look like something Nah, impossible nah, the kid, the kid, The kid doesn't have that yet and he's already the king of France and king of PSG. If he what? has it, if he wins, it's going to become the... Uh, um, uh, owner of FIFA, then I, I wouldn't say Pele had it like, when he was 17, like going to the first World Cup, ever imagining that he was going to win it. You understand? That's the same thing with Mbappe when he was 18. At least we already knew Mbappe to a certain level at Monaco, and that was when he just moved to PSG. So it was, it wasn't really like a surprise, but what he did was amazing. He surprised the entire world and he put his name out there. But from so, that time, you can agree yeah. with me that from that 2018 World Cup till now, Kylian Mbappe has been, if not the best player, but one of the best players in the world. So, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. If he goes on to win it, he is, he is, he has that right to sit on that table. Yeah, he has, no doubt. no goals, doubt, you can nine World Cup goals at the age of 22. Yeah, and imagine, imagine playing football with the speed of Usain Bolt. That's yes. not fair. So, talking about surprise, Morocco right now. Someone said something. I was watching, I think, on ESPN or so. He okay. said, "There's no pressure on Morocco. To them, they have already, they already have their trophy, yeah. which is the record they have in Africa. So right now, they are going in there to have fun." Um. I so, can... are we expecting any surprise? Paul, any surprise? I won't, I won't agree to that. I think they will push for the ultimate prize, which is winning the World Cup. And that will give um, that will give some respect to the African identity. I mean, they are there already. So, what is there to do? Go, go ahead and try to win the World Cup. If you lose, there's no hot feelings there. But they are, I think they are going to push more, push for that to try to win the World Cup, regardless. And that's where the problem comes of France, because um, France might um, France might underrate, undermine them in this game, of which they will try to control the game, and Morocco will lay back, try to defend, and probably get um, a miracle win from that game and see to the final and see what happens there. Well, I, I think um, the, the, the issue of them 
um, going there to have fun doesn't mean they don't want the World Cup. I think what that simply means is that they won't be under unnecessary pressure because they know they are the underdog. They already achieved more than anyone would have given them a chance. So against France, it's a case of guys, you know what, relax and keep your bet. Play, don't, don't be scared of anything. If you lose, you lose. But if you win, what an achievement it will be for you, for your family, for your nation, for Africa, for for for, for the Arab nations, like they say. So um Yo talking first, talking about family. Have you seen what the hotel um, um looks like? The camp of the Moroccan team. Like they've got their aunties, their uncles, their girlfriends, their wives. Wow. So much I, think, I think the Moroccan the Moroccan FA just gave out free thirteen thousand tickets. tickets. Yes, they did that. And wow. then there are about thirty flights coming from Morocco to Qatar. To Qatar to bring in funds. That's exceptional from um, from the free. I think all this so, imagine 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 a final of Argentina. Qatar because I think Argentina has been the most um, supported team yeah. in this world in this World Cup. Because yeah. if you look yeah. at the stadium, it feels like you are in um, Buenos Aires. Like so imagine having Morocco versus Argentina. There will be no space in the stadium. It will be here. I think um, uh, I'll, uh, a journalist, um, I think I read something somewhere where a German journalist was praising the Moroccan team for the kind of relationship they are showing with uh, their family. He talked about the likes of Akimi and the rest having their uh, moms around, you know, interacting with them after the game and all that. So he was using that as well to accuse other Western countries, especially his own country, Germany, that instead of Germany to have this kind of connection between players and their parents are sacrificed, what you see these days is public display of a, a nudity, bringing their girlfriends, covering their mouth in the name of protests and all of those stuff. So he's praising this other people because he feels like right your brothers, your sisters, if you can bring them around, rather than um, girlfriend and then bringing politics. So he's praying and hoping that this country will learn from. So just to add on this um, about Morocco going into this match, I'm seeing it as a win already for them. Even though, as in, even if they get to lose the match, I think when you look at their coach, um, Walid Regragu, he's someone that he really loves to learn. I saw a post where he was he was learning from um, an online course that Teta Mikel Teta was doing in 2020. He was part of the um, participants in a Skype uh, tutorial where uh, Ateta was explaining tactics from um, tactics from a Man City Arsenal semi final. So, Kale if Morocco wins this World Cup, Arsenal win the Premier League. Confirm. <laughs> Sorry, yes. to interrupt you. I can hear you continue. Yes. So, um, he was one of the participants in that um, Ateta's class to show wow. you that he's someone that loves to learn and to, to if you could if you can check again to see that he's just coming from why that why that first of all you need to understand that moroccan league is the most difficult league in africa because yeah what i'm saying this is yes since 2001 no club has won the league back to back 
on wow. this coach did it yes with Wydad last season like he was not the one who won the first league but he did back to back like the second one he won the second Wydad Casablanca yeah Wydad Casablanca and he went on to win the CAF Champions League with Wydad this mm-hmm. same last year before becoming Morocco's coach so he's someone that and he became the national team coach not long ago not long ago yes and imagine the record is already setting with Morocco at this point in time so he's someone that has done it he has won already in the shortest um, 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 possible time with why that do you understand he was appointed in 2021 and he already won a league and a CAF Champions League so he can see himself going as far as doing this with Morocco for the first time an African team can be crowned champions it might go on to become the only time it might ever happen so his name going down in history that way I know is a very heavy motivator for them to do everything in their power to get okay. to the final tomorrow okay. I have a question now um, so if you were the Moroccan coach how would you approach this game me personally, I'll approach this game similarly to what um, I did in most of the matches. Play a very low block, very close marking with, with the back four and the, um, the midfielders. Let the, the gap not be as high as 10 um, yards, 5 to 10 yards in between. Stay in our half, frustrate France, make sure we don't concede in the first half. Hakimi has the pace to, uh, to man mark Mbappe, so he should always be there and the the striker Ozier should always be there to support him. That's the winger to support him. Make sure we don't concede in the first half. If we go into the second half, France will get a little bit frustrated and they want to go out to get that goal and they'll definitely leave or create um, leave um, space um, create leave spaces behind their back, especially through to Hernandez's wing, because he seems to be the slight. The, or I would say the wing weakly, but that's like a, um, a position where they can expose. Is there an area to expose them? Because yes. Like, yes. Of okay. So why, why, why should why should we even change tactics? It has, it has, it has worked so far. Because this is what has been working. For working. Them. They've from not even considered a goal. Goal from an opponent. <laughs> So why would you even want to change the approach? And then you're playing against France with two of the most paid sea wingers in the in the in the tournament. In world. Why would you want to go forward and, and, and create space for them? So just, just okay. Learn from Croatia's loss. So mm-hmm. Paul, Paul, <laughs> yes, if you were if you were Dishom, DJ Dishom, if you were DJ Dishom, how would you approach the game? Um. Okay. I think I will try to um, put more pressure in the offense and try to contain the pressure at the defense too. Like I have to watch my back line, of course, and then try to put more pressure at the offense because we have to get a goal. Because once the Moroccans score my team, of course they will watch. They will try to protect their back line and they won't come out. And from there, I by end up having a loss in the game. So. Control the game and watch my back line. Okay. Well, it seems easy, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. I think, I think if I'm this DJ Desham, what I'm going to do is immediately the match starts. Eh, I would want um, Kylian Mbappe to commit Hakimi into getting a yellow card as early as he can. 
because yeah. once the wing back that's a full back gets that yellow card it's going to put him off guard and he's not going to be comfortable throughout the match so it might lead to it um, chances being created or a red card in the match or a possible penalty so that is something that can really help the team commit their fullbacks early on in the match and put so much pressure on them that they get committed okay so um andy you're the man with the odds so can you give us your predictions for the game well, I actually see this match as the first match where Morocco will concede a goal and I see France because the attack... I'm, I'm trying to relate this now to um, La Decima. When Madrid won La Decima, Atletico Madrid's defence was the best defensive team in that entire season, while Real Madrid's attack was the best attack. And Atletico had a lucky goal that Casillas miscalculated. And it took Real Madrid to the 93rd minute to get the goal. So I think this match might be similar to that. This is Morocco's defense, which is the best defense in the World Cup. And France has the best attack, presumably. So I think it might just be too much for Morocco to handle with a 1-0 or a 2-0 win for France. Okay. Uh, Paul, any prediction? Uh, um, I will go with Andy, um, seeing that Morocco will concede, but I, I, I think the game will end up in a penalty, which Morocco will go through. Wow. Bank on it, bank on it. Bank that on it. Take, take, no, no sentiment. Okay. What about you? Yeah, I, I, as much as I would have loved to see an African nation make it to the final, it's going to be difficult because um, this tactics we're talking about I'm working for Morocco, but let's just imagine that France comes in the first 30, 35 minutes, you know, seeing the other side of um, Morocco coming out to, to attack, and that would be a really, really crazy thing to do. So, mm-hmm. and with most of their first team players or their star players getting, I don't know how fit. I don't, I don't know if they will to come back and, and still fight. So, I don't know. I'm just not sure of this call I am. France might just edge this one. Okay, well, we'll give a prediction for the finals after um, the game on the next um, podcast. Well, wow, we've talked like for a long time now about this uh, this World Cup and um, I'm, I actually feel sorry for um, the Croatia goalkeeper um, I just hope he keeps his head up the guy has been doing great I saw a video of him where he was actually downbeat and Modric was encouraging him yeah I think he has very... to, me, to me apart from Bono winning the Golden Globes for least considered goals to me um um um, Livakovic has been the best goalkeeper in the World Cup. Amount yeah. of shoes he has made. The Brazil yeah, match, the Japan. I think he's down. I think he's just. I think. I think it's three of them. Livakovic, yeah. Bono, Bono, and Martinez. Martinez, true. Yeah. If Poland has made it, if Poland had made it for the shares me too. Shares me. That conversation. Oh. No, just Livakovic and Martinez with. Wow. wow this 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 world cup is just is just nice i mean the atmosphere this i told you guys um my True. favorite world cup of all time was 2002 
too. Korea, Korea, Japan. Yeah, Korea, Japan too. I, I love that work. Like I felt everything, and I'll never forget all the feelings. But this particular World Cup, and to think of the fact that I had low expectations for this World Cup, I was actually I was so pessimistic about the World Cup, like the timing. The timing. <laughs> but it's it's so lovely the World Cup, you know. I know there have been some um, issues about um, refereeing decisions, yeah. which happens in every World Cup. In every and um, you know, tournament. the passing, the passing of the journalist, the American journalist, um, yeah. God bless, God bless his soul. Mm-hmm. But the footballing side of it, As the, fans, the fans, there's there's one particular guy. I don't know if you have seen the picture. It's gone viral. Um, he, the white guy actually is in all African teams celebrating. Okay, always <laughs> celebrating. Yes, I've seen it. That guy is living, is living his best life, man. <laughs> Honestly, he has with you. Baba has been enjoying every moment of this World Cup. I think that guy is me. I've been enjoying every moment of the World Cup because there's no Nigeria. So I can Seriously. laugh at anybody. No, honestly, <laughs> honestly, that's the same thing I'm going to say because um, the fact that Nigeria has not been in this World Cup, I've not been sentimental. I've been very open and I've wasted almost 40 gig of data watching streaming every match. So it has Ooh. been telling on me. <laughs> and also, 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 <laughs> the drills, the drills from Stadium 974 has been an incredible one because most of the people everyone who was present in the stadium they can testify that they will be the only ones who ever watched the match in that stadium in qatar so that's yeah. something that's incredible and a once in a lifetime experience oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful very very beautiful so um so far so good what has been your best player of the tournament Let's just get one each from every one of us. Well, without it, and I would just mess it. Mess it. What about you, Paul? Bono. Okay. Uh, it's difficult to look beyond this. Mbappe has been really, really wonderful too, but man, mess it for now. Okay. Um, my favorite player in this World Cup, Victor Simen. <laughs> I thought I'm going to say I, I'm Rabat. <laughs> but actually, actually, that's my that's my main answer. I'm Rabat. You know my thing with your Regina. Yo, I said I said something the other day, and it sounded funny after I said it. I said I'm Rabat because I was talking to um, a Pakistani guy, and I was saying I'm Rabat is actually the African Kante. Along, that's true. Now, do, wait, do you understand the complication in that statement? Yeah. Amrabat is the African country. But he's actually African. Kante is an African. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's not an African. He's not an African. Nice one. Scenario, we're going to have a game tomorrow and um, it's France versus Morocco. One... One of the countries, not an African country, but you see more black more players. African players in the country. Yeah. The only someone, so someone said Africa should stop celebrating. That we have won the we have won the World Cup already since. Because you know, funny enough, 
most Moroccan players like um, Hakimi, which I'm sure was born in Spain, most some of the Moroccan players were born in Europe. Whereas Amrabat, Amrabat was born in the Netherlands. You see, whereas the French players now, most of them have African lineage. Those players born abroad. It's just crazy. I'll just give you this this bit of education. Most Moroccans, if you trace their heritage, some of them are from Greece, some are from Spain, Portugal, some are from most European countries. But well, it it, it is what it is, man. Uh, So many, so many exciting. Yeah, but I'm Robert. That that guy's price has gone up. That guy's like everywhere. Honestly, every he deserves every appraisal he's getting because he has been. Uh, uh, we must produce a player every year for people to steal. En- Enzo Fernandez too is another one. Yeah, he's definitely getting a transfer of his lifetime this this summer. So, to my you. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, I think so. Liverpool are ready to go all out for Bellingham and Enzo at the same time, and I can understand okay. why. Okay, okay, let's let's leave let's leave football now. Transfer. <laughs> let's let's leave football transfer now. How far? How, what is happening in this music industry now? Now you know, guys. We always talk about other things apart from football. We are yes. entering the cruise properly. Okay. What cruise was whisked on when it started to attack Nigerian rappers who were just minding their business? Oh, That's so Stray bullets, stray bullets touched them. Then now whisked not turned down. He did not go for a show in Ghana and in Abidjan. Fans yeah. are saying that they want him to. They held down. They held his team in Abidjan. Saying no, until he repays them back, they will not allow his team leave. <laughs> like I hope. I, I, I hope the guy is all right though. Honestly. <laughs> because this attitude has it's it's getting off. He, post, he, he posted something one time about him being single for a while. Yes. I'm like, bro, you're, you're dating your manager. And people started throwing shit at the manager. Then look at bro, Baba is saying he's single when you are here and being the baby factory. Imagine. Uh, then uh, there's something I, I just came about. Have you seen uh, Ashake, Ashake, Ashake. Ashake's show? Ashake had a show in Birmingham last last Saturday. No, no, no. That was the one in Manchester on Sunday. He had a show on last Saturday in Birmingham. People went like, I have a, a friend like she's Kenyan. She yeah. booked that yes like a long time ago. Yeah. She traveled like five hours journey to that place. Wow. And Ashake turned up four hours late. Yeah. Yo. I read about that. I mean, tell me now, how can how, how can you be Mr. Organized and your show is not organized? It is what it is. Ow. And then he went to Manchester to tear his trouser. <laughs> As you know, talk best. Eh? <laughs> it's just for these things happen some of the artists like you do it on purpose and you come out like if actually something actually went if something went wrong he blamed he blamed the organizers then another one don jazzy said um he used uh, zazu 
as his body instead of buju for his artist. Case study for what exactly? Like how know. to get high or how not to. No, no, or the no, effect, no. effect of drug abuse. No, 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 no. The effect of of Zazo or what he causes to the internet or how much he attracts attention. Do you understand? Like he was giving example as like Buju has had his um, had songs of three or four songs that have been number one songs in Nigeria, on top of yeah. the top whatever. But a lot of people choose to go to that Zazu's concert because of how crazy he is. Do you understand? And how controversial yeah. he is. So he was using that as a case study for his uh, his um, artists telling them that you always have to control your crowd you always have to be in control let your like that's why you can see for rema that's what ruka what ruka is doing yes and even rema there's never a dull moment in any of rema's concert he's always wild and his fans go with him that way so that's what he's actually meant look at the other artist the other artist in maybe they are gentle around big guys rema is rema is rema is a pure beneath boy he's not i will tell you and rema rema's i went to watch rema perform in 2015 how old was rema by then rema is 21 now 22 now 2015 rema was performing on the same stage as bonner boy and mi so Wow. And he, he, he was already trending by then. He was in a by group. By then, yes. So Rema from the age of 13, 14 has already been a man. But these other these other boys now that swing love don't cost a thing. And uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you want to take Creon to start shouting? Exactly. You're not the kind of uh, or you, you want Aria Star to do sex tape with me? Ah, very soon. No, I think that's a possibility. <laughs> in the you know, funny enough, you know, funny enough, Henry also said this. He said he's seen Aria Star like someone that in the next five years she might have a sex tape release because of yeah. how well she's she's looking and the way she's she's going about it. Uh, the way she's is getting attention very much. She has realized that she wears kinky things that can turn men on. <laughs> it's intentional. Did you guys notice? Did you notice what happened to Oxlade after his sex tape? Yes. Sir. Next thing, international. Yes, it's almost like sex tape is like the sacrifice you make to to blow. Yeah, no more, no more bring, no more bring your father, bring your mother again. It's a pound, it's it's a pound flesh that you have to sell because you're selling that part of you that everybody can see for free. So, imagine Tiwa Savage, old lady, taking advantage of the same thing. Hey, don't 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 call her old lady. Hey, how dare you? She's old. How dare you? No matter how she wants to say, is Ronaldo <laughs> old or not? <laughs> ah, no, Roberto. Ronaldo will, will kill you. Ronaldo, Ronaldo is still in your Ronaldo. She was in your Don Jazzy. I swear, she's in your Don Jazzy. So imagine Don Jazzy. When you look at Don Jazzy, you instantly think he's like fifty because of how yeah. he's looking better. You don't know that. Even the band. <laughs> okay, so have you guys seen the new video that came out today? 
Which one? Shade, why me? TJ Omori directed the video. Okay, no. You know, he promised, he promised to do it for the guy. Uh-uh. And he did it. Wow. I haven't though. I'm definitely done uh-huh. on YouTube. The guy, the guy even went on, you know, Glitch Africa. He went on glitch to perform so you they want me like I'm like wow the internet wow. is really helping people to do things. I just hope he can Honestly. continue like he, he needs to get more songs to remain there the good management. That old barista Shay the wine old barista. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, TJ Mori, that's a huge one. And I saw yeah. a picture of TJ Mori. I think he has changed all his um his tooth and his mouth to go finally. I'm on, that guy, that, that guy can do anything. Me, I'm not surprised. Serious, that guy no way. The guy no way. Totally and creative at the same time. Let's see matters. Okay, guys, uh, we spoke on about um, entertainment and sports. Uh, I don't think there's any more gist for now. We're hitting almost hitting the one hour mark. Yes. What do you think? Yeah. I think we might, we might leave everything till next time, yeah? Okay. It's been amazing having you guys, man. Being here with you yeah. guys. So, um, we'll hit you up tomorrow after the game between France and Morocco. Definitely. When we see our almighty Morocco in the finals. Up Africa, Viva Morocco, Viva Hakimi. <laughs> Quickly, let me say this one before I leave. Did you see yeah. the video of the Morocco team singing? I need the bow and yo. <laughs> I was like, who will oh, tell oh, them the meaning? Namigo, carry them, go there, go deliver for them. If they knew the meaning of what they were singing, ah, wahala. Like someone said that they have to test these Argentina players. That why how come they are not looking tired? Especially Otamendi. <laughs> Especially Messi. Dope, <laughs> Messi has not been benched. Has he been benched? I don't think he hasn't. Though. That's true. That guy needs to test for dope. That guy has been. Because sometimes he walks around. But all those was... walking he has been doing is to save his energy. Is to conserve that's his energy that's for that's the. The guy is very smart. True. Mm-hmm. He was looking like a finished player who is old and can't do anything. But all of a sudden, Otamendi is looking like a kitchen. Right? He's a beast. You see those three, those three center back in Argentina? All of them, they are, they, are all, they are all thugs. Lisandro, Christian Romero, and Otamendi. And I'm surprised, no, no red card in now. And again, I just saw that the, the coach of Boca Junior, the new coach of Boca Junior, came out openly to the press to say he wants Otamendi. That Otamendi, you're in your 30, that uh, just go on and win the World Cup. And after you've won the World Cup, come to achieve your dreams of playing for Boca. Wow. That's like an open invitation to come to Boca Junior. So that's incredible, you know. Oh, wow. that's cool alright um, thank you so much guys for um, enjoying this um, podcast with us apparently I'm sure you enjoyed it so um, please um, always be on the watch for the next one that will be uploaded soon and when you get this make sure you share it so other people too can also be part of it thank you thank you uh, my name is Sasa P of Soft Sports TV and I've had Andy of Andy Odds 
and um, we've had Paul from Black Business Socials and the cruise master himself, Eval. Yeah. So we are. Peace out, guys. Yeah. Ciao, my people. All right, good night.